0: Okay, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck Nicks? It's a big week, folks. It's a big week, and I got to be quite honest with you. I'm not in the studio right now, as you hear this. I'm in New York City. Um, all right, let me give you let me give you a, a couple of things are going on. First of all, we're doing three shows this week. Today uh, is Hank Azaria, and I got to be honest with you about that. I had no idea about Hank Azaria. I had no concept of him and as a per, as a person. And it was, a, it was a pretty fucking enlightening conversation. But he's an intense guy. And I think, uh, you know, I learned a lot about him. And also, uh, he shared a lot about, you know, things that you know, I think some, it'll be somewhat enlightening to you guys. So, today, we got Hank. Wednesday, I'm going to put up a live show from Vancouver where Margaret Cho does uh, a short performance piece about my cock. So, if that interests you, I would listen to that show. And then Friday, uh, Huey Lewis... Is going to be on I had an opportunity to talk to Huey Lewis and I'm like why wouldn't I want to talk to Huey Lewis he's fucking Huey Lewis so and also I guess I can talk about myself now can I Uh, my book is out tomorrow attempting normal so that's exciting that comes out tomorrow Uh, obviously the show Marin on IFC premieres this Friday May 3rd uh, at night (laughs) what time what time does Marin premiere oh my god Hold on, let me Google it. Marin IFC Premier. Uh, Marin, okay, Friday, May 3rd at 10 o'clock, 9 Central. <laughs> there you go. I just Googled myself. God forbid I prepare. It's my own fucking show. Am I right? Okay, so I'm in New York this week, You know, starting, well, it would have been the day before yesterday. And I got all this stuff going on. I just want to keep you abreast of what's happening. Tomorrow night is Tuesday. That would be the 30th. And I am doing um, the Jimmy Fallon show. And I'm very excited about that. I like Jimmy. He's a nice guy. Now, Wednesday, I'm doing the Howard Stern show, which I've never done. I've never done Howard Stern. And I got to be honest with you, I'm a little nervous. There, There's something about him. There's something about me. There's something about the fact that I, I've kind of wanted to be on his show. I be, I've always wanted to be on the show, but I was never one of his guys. And now I'm going to do Howard Stern. And I'm nervous. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know why I'm nervous, but I want you to know I'm nervous. I'm nervous to do Howard Stern. All right, there. It's out there. So obviously, after this week, uh, things are going to slow down a bit, and we're, we'll start to see what happens. You know, with with the show, with uh, with the book reactions. As I've I've said before, I'm very happy with the way it came out. The first uh, episode of Marin, uh, it features Dave Foley, and it features uh, internet trolling. To, you know, I, well, Dave always one of my favorite guys, but internet trolling is, is, uh, is like an anti hobby. It's something that, uh, you know, occasionally you'll find me engaging in the internet troll thing. So that's all going to happen. But I know that this has been somewhat of a plug fest the last few weeks, just with everything that's going on. I do want to tell the people of Milwaukee, uh, if I could, that I will be out there at the PAPS Theater. Uh, what day is that, Mark? May 4th, Saturday. So come out if you're there. Also, go to my website, wtfpod.com. I got a lot of book events uh, in May. I'm doing Powell's Books on May 12th. That's in Portland. I'm doing uh, this big gig at the Saban Theater with Judd Apatow moderating here in L.A. on May 15th. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing uh, the Jewish Community Center in San Francisco for Sketchfest on May 17th for the book event. I'm doing something at uh, Six and I uh, in in D.C. on June 11th. I imagine that's a synagogue that I uh, that I performed at the last time. Must be, right? Uh, Wednesday, June 12th, I will be doing uh, the Barnes & Noble in New York, and I'm going to do a book event in Bryan Park in New York on June 13th. I'm also doing uh, something in Boston that's not up on my calendar, but all this stuff is, in, is is there for you at WTFPod.com. You come out, I'll sign the book, we'll hang out. It'll be good. All right. Where am I? All right, got Hank's area coming up in a second, but first, can I call? Would you mind terribly? Uh, if I called Amy Schumer, let's get Amy Schumer on the phone because I know her show is premiering on Comedy Central April thirtieth at ten thirty, nine thirty Central. And I love Amy, and I want to check in with her to see what's going on. So let's get Amy Schumer on the phone here. Hello. Amy Schumer? How are you? I'm fine. How are you?
1: Good. I'm waiting to see, like, more clips of your show.
0: Yeah, well, you mean there's not enough? Uh, Every half hour, every 15 minutes, not enough? You want some more? You want me to send you a reel?
1: I do well. I mean, I've only seen the, the teaser. Is there more?
0: I'm no. I thought you meant been on IFC. They seem to be running it frequently, which I'm happy about. But it's. Uh,
1: oh yeah, totally.
0: You know, I. It I, looks I, so
1: badass. It's oh. like it feels like you're on the precipice of like, like just the revolution. Oh. I mean, like the audience. You know. Well,
0: I. Uh, well, that's very nice of you to say. Well, if I do more, you want yeah. you want to be on one? I, I think I can make yes. that offer. Okay.
1: Sorry, i should have said that like less aggressive oh yeah but i would love to I, I i
0: would love to i i got your voicemail before it was it was very cute it was almost childlike you just you just said your name with your middle name
1: yes yeah that's exactly how i feel
0: did you record like, in uh, did you record that message when you first got your first cell phone when you were 14 or what how when how i long-
1: recorded it when i got my first period yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While I was bleeding for the first time.
0: Oh, that's oh, that's nice. Let's see, that's a nice backstory to a phone message.
1: Isn't that sweet? A lot of people don't know that about
0: me. When does your show start?
1: It starts on uh, April 30th, yeah.
0: And how many did you make?
1: Oh, we made 10 of them. Wow. Yeah. I know. I really, like, I know we don't, like, I don't know any comics that watch each other's shows, really, but I would love to know your genuine thoughts on it for real.
0: Well, I I will give them to you. Are you happy with it?
1: I am. I'm really happy with it. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just like I want to just hear. I want to see what comics think. You know? I, I, like, I I know exactly.
0: I, wanna... I know exactly what you're talking about because screeners my...
1: are right. Like I want people to watch it, but I mean, we sort of. I, I we only care about each other. I feel like.
0: No, I know. I mean, I had screeners go out and people were coming up to me and I get, uh, you know, someone actually met Myra from uh, the Nerdist podcast. He was very honest. He said, look, I I didn't want to watch it because I just didn't know whether it was going to be good or not. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to report that that it was like we all have that. Not only are we self-involved and we don't want to watch other people's shows, but there's also that fear that if you do watch it, you will someday be in the position to say something to the face of that person.
1: Yeah. And the best. I I suck at lying about that stuff.
0: Right. And you you try to be diplomatic, like, no, I really hope that, uh, you you know, people enjoy it and that you get an opportunity to maybe make more of them. Uh, as oh, opposed oh. to saying, yeah, you know... Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. If it's someone that knows you, they're just like... You're, I'm like, yeah, you just try to say something that's not... Yeah, oh God, you can tell you worked really hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good it's one. Like,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Your hair looked really good so in the bad. in the one I saw. Yeah. So, wait, what is the format it's of your show?
1: It's uh, scenes, like, you know, sketches and um, it's man on the street and stand-up. And then every episode I interview someone of a profession or just like some person I've never gotten to talk to, like a, like a stripper or a dominatrix or just like a ballerina, you know, I was just like, are you hungry? Just like, you know, I've just, I feel like my, I'm getting more and more isolated as a comic. So it's like, I just don't even talk to people anymore. So we had to find people on Craigslist for me to talk to.
0: You just went on Craigslist and said, you know, Amy Schumer needs help.
1: Yeah. He was like, Will you please, please talk to this girl. No one wants to hang out with her. Uh yeah, and I talked to like a guy, like a, a Jesus camp counselor and uh just like really awkward. I made him leave all the long silences between us just staring at each other.
0: Oh, great. I'm like, Do you
1: think I'm going to hell? I'm half Jewish and he just like you you just did. He was just like mm-hmm.
0: Did he say yes? He like,
1: well you can he, he said, Well you, you go to church, right? And I was yeah. like, No, and he was like, "Well Christ is the way to heaven." I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Good, good to know good to know well, that sounds <laughs> cool. so you, you you like basically talk to people yeah. that you're curious about and then people that do other things that that you wouldn't know anything about necessarily or are interested in. yeah, that's great yeah, just
1: um just like like a model, just somebody that's like so beautiful. I'm just like, do you just do you just get shit for free? <laughs> like do you just you know <laughs> yeah, what you yeah. and and she and she everybody was really honest. she was like, yeah. Like, people are so nice to me. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, I know that's not right, but it's just, like, it's great. How, I was like, it's, it looks great.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so who else was involved? Do you have other comics on? Who who helped you put this thing together? The
1: rating. well, the writing stuff was Jesse Klein as the head writer, and then uh, it was Tignataro and Kyle Dunnigan, Gabe Liebman, and Kurt Metzger. So it was all comics.
0: Holy shit, that's powerful. Isn't, that's...
1: That, a, isn't that a funny room? Just that, like.
0: Yeah, and smart, too. <laughs> smart and funny.
1: Yes, it was really all over the map, and I didn't do that, uh, on, on purpose. And, uh, Grace Edwards, who was our writer's assistant, is black, so I was like, wow, we are really, this room is just like, unbelievable all- every every different lifestyle every different race <laughs> yeah. represented.
0: thank god for that black writer's assistant right
1: i know i know and this um you know they just did like a interview with us and they posted pictures and, and she was in it and i was like phew! <laughs> i was like yeah there she is good we, job grace we, we, i didn't we, even think about it but after the fact i'm like this is awesome
0: we are a balanced production
1: yeah look at us
0: well, that's... Everybody's what,
1: welcome in this
0: room. Well, I'm happy for you. It sounds very exciting. Thank you.
1: Yeah, when is your show starting? May 3rd. Damn, are you going to have a premiere party?
0: I don't know. You know, I don't know. How do you... you don't what do you, know? What do you do? What do you just like... Yeah, what, do you go, you go to a place with a TV? I don't know. Or, I mean, I have no plan. I, I know.
1: Isn't it embarrassing watching people watch you like... Did you ever have a viewing party with friends, like to watch, like, oh like oh, you were in a movie or on something, and you're like, "Oh, look, it's me, you guys. Let's eat chips and watch me." No, I, I, not I, I have not natural. done that.
0: No, I've not done that, oh. and it's very, very nerve wracking. But I, I feel pretty good about it. You feel good about yours? Yeah. We feel good about our shows. I do.
1: Yeah, I do. And um, I'm on the road, and so at the beginning of the show, they've been showing a scene from it, mm-hmm. and I'm just like backstage staring into the audience's mm-hmm. eyes and souls, just like.
0: Oh, when they laugh, I'm like, okay. Okay. okay thank God that <laughs> yeah. worked. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. So totally premiere is on the thirtieth. And what nights does it? What night is it on?
1: It's Tuesdays at ten thirty on Comedy. So it's right after Tosh on Comedy Central.
0: God, good spot.
1: Right. So wait, where right? are you?
0: Are you and Jeselnik on or off? We're off. Alright, so now it's like we it's it's for blood. You're it's a fight in uh, on the airwaves now.
1: No, 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 not at all. I think we still have genuine um admiration and support and uh, for each other. Uh, you'll be... And he works really hard. So Imagine <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I take it back to the stuff you say to people when you don't
0: Yeah, yeah, he works um, really right yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: hard. Yeah, and he works really hard and he's you know, he's out there plugging away. He's yeah. he's great. And we are we are very um we are very
0: cool with each other yeah but, you, you guys will get back to you know,
1: I mean I have, of course I hope he dies alone but that's the, you know that's not that's not because I'm not a great person who just wants you able to watch your TV show yeah no
0: I I, I think that you know, <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of heart you know in in when you say that <laughs> all right yeah. well well I'm happy yeah. for you I'm happy for you and uh, Thank
1: you. and I
0: will certainly watch your show so I can honestly say to your face, what I think Let's about it, promise. And I promise. Yeah, I, I
1: promise to watch your show and and you say promise?
0: no. I, we sh- we'll, I will promise to watch your show, and you promise to watch mine. Okay. But then we have to look promise. each other in the face and be yeah. honest and be about how we thought the, each other's show was.
1: Yeah, and then we can ritualistically cut ourselves together.
0: Only, only if we both think the other show sucks. I
1: know, no, but I believe I believe in both of us.
0: I do too, Amy. I do too. Thank and, you. And look, we, you know we're going to get through this together. Whether it's success or disappointment, we're going to get through it together. Together. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, so that was uh, Amy Schumer. So watch her show April 30th at 1030, 930 Central, Comedy Central. I had a, a pretty amazing conversation with Hank Azaria. So let's, let's talk to Hank Azaria. You mean you keep some shit?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we've moved a lot in the last few years yeah i now have like we kept we, we've the last two houses we were in we thought we we're going to be in for like the rest of our lives like yeah. here's where we're going to be yeah and then we decided to move so we furnished them and fixed them up as if this is it yeah and so now i have like three house three houses worth of shit in yeah. storage
0: and but but see i have that too but what are we holding on to i mean what, what do you i mean don't you don't you have shit that you literally have not even looked at for you know, for five years? Isn't it, shouldn't it be like all right? If I haven't even engaged in that shit, why can't I just let it go? Yeah, I'm basically a hoarder, except my stuff is right. removed from right. me. right. It's not around. Yeah, but that is part of that is a hoarding thing. Like there are people that have storage units for their hoard. Yeah. I, I I might technically qualify as that. I feel like I might, but I like lately I've been looking at stuff and I'm like, why can't I just why can't I just do? I'm the same way with fucking food though. Like there's part of me, like if I get served food, if I don't eat it all, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the ecosystem. Like you know that's a waste. Some some pig gave his life for this. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, isn't that a Jew thing? But the pig thing takes that right out. Well, no, it could be anything.
2: Noodles. But I f- Isn't that more of a, I feel, I'm the same way, but I feel it's more of a compulsive eating Jewish thing. Yeah? Yeah, well, for me, anyway. I don't feel guilty like I should finish this plate.
0: I right. find it hard not to, because it's in front of me. Because you got to eat it. Yeah. I, I guess I mix it up. I, I guess I go either way with it. But you're in great shape. Let's go over that, because I need to start training again. Let's talk about that. Can we? Like, do you, you want you do me th- to train you? What'd you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I can't find a trainer. I, is Hank's area available? To, yeah, could you? We a can train. talk. Yeah, sure What would you do already today? Come on, you did something. I, I
2: I was on the treadmill this morning. I watched last night's Nick game on the treadmill yeah. this morning, and I did some push-ups and sit-ups. Push-ups and sit-ups. Yes. Like well, how many are we talking? I did four sets of about a hundred push-ups. Really, yeah. hundred each set. I started out with one thirty, and then it ends
0: up like down to like. 40 or 50 and you ran on the treadmill yeah for how long how many miles for 40 four miles about 40 minutes i do about four miles when i do it but i'm out of shape i'm I'm not you don't seem like you're out of shape Well, i'm high you know it's like i'm not fat right i'm not toned right i'm not you know my core is not engaged (laughs) 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 my Mm -hmm. my core is drifting sure well that'll that's happening to all of us yeah it is all right so the four miles at what like what are you doing like eight and a half minute miles or
2: No, when I run
0: outside, it's about that. Yeah. But on the treadmill, i
2: take it easier. Yeah. For some reason, I don't understand. And what'd you eat for breakfast? A fruit. I have like, do fruit in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) This is the good stuff, Hank. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we- Oh, I've- There's a guy named Dr. Bo Wagner. Okay. Okay, he's a nutritionist in the valley. And I'm completely- I, I, I don't- I've- Whatever I've- I've fallen in I, yeah. I believe he does the whole thing like yeah. food combining yeah. eating for your blood type yeah the whole and he insists that you have to do it all you can't yeah. do like it partially yeah and somehow if you do it all yeah it actually and if you focus on what you can eat and not on what you can't eat yeah then it's it all works out well and I have to say You can eat like a pig. It's not about portion control. If you eat the right things, you can like I'll eat insane amounts of fruit all morning.
0: Really? Yeah. But I mean I find the liability of those type of situations which I go in and out of. I do the the four hour body thing. You know, I've been sort of like emaciated in my life and I've never never been happier. When you were in were oh yeah, yeah, it's the greatest <laughs> feeling in the world. But, 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 but I feel better when my pants are loose, too. right? I do, but yeah. no. But then people come up to you like, are "You all right? I'm like, yeah. What do you mean? Uh-huh. Am I all right? Are you look. Are you sick? Like they're, they're walking around thinking you have cancer or AIDS, and you're like, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. I know. Well, it's hard
2: to. It is, you know, because if you get in really good, I've heard you actually talk about this. When you get in really good shape, you kind of get gaunt looking. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's you so, do. Yeah, and it's a little, especially the older you get. Yeah. Uh, so it's a tough, tough balance. But how long have you been like this? Been in shape or obsessed I with love, with food and and training? And see, there's
0: like a fine line, isn't it? Like you, you know, like you have to admit that I'm obsessed with food. Oh, and totally. Oh I- <laughs>
2: well, no, I've had I have food issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, know. me
2: too. Yeah. Where do you think it comes from for you? I was a fat kid. I was a chubby kid. Yeah, me too. And then I got like anorexically thin in my teenage years to show your mom, or I don't know, you know, I was it, w- but it was a problem. It was like you know, it yeah, was, yeah, it was. I mean, I wasn't like
0: hospitalized or right that bad, but. You know, it was, uh, I got too skinny. Yeah, me too. Like, uh, well, my mother was anorexic. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was always judged, like, along those lines, right? So it was like, you know, I do a joke on stage. It never gets a laugh. I think it should. I say (laughs) for the first nine years of my life, I think my mother just saw me as her fat. (laughs) <laughs> and if she and if she just, just ate less, I would disappear. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> See, you would too, because you're an eating yeah. guy. But when I do that on stage, people are like, "Oh God, that's sad." No, well, I relate. I don't know if I'd laugh either, but I <laughs> I relate. But do you find that it comes from that? Were you
2: judged for your fatness? You know that I, I, I'm not saying this flippantly. I do I actually do think it's a Jewish cultural thing, uh, really? and I think well, I grew up with a lot of Italian kids too. I think it's similar. But they have faster metabolisms, my Italian friends seem to. So it was less of like a weight issue. Because it, it was a mixed message growing up, right? You have to eat. Yeah. And then, yes, but my God, look, look at your pants don't fit. and <laughs> Eat something. What, look at you. You're fat. Exactly. It's uh, like the old Richard Lewis joke. Where yeah. you don't go outside. See if I care. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. There's no decisive <laughs> no.
0: discipline or, or closure on instruction. Yes. It's always, you know, it's on you.
2: Exactly, and yeah. I do think that by the time I was a teenager, it became a will thing. Like I'm, I'm gonna control what goes in my mouth. Yeah, even if I can't control anything else about my life in this house. Right. You know, I'm gonna say what goes in, and and, and oh, and it seems to bother you that I'm not eating enough. Even better. <laughs> Great. Exactly. I'm a rebel on top of it. Yes. And then, then getting in show business, I got obsessed with looking good and doing yeah. that, and, yeah. and
0: and and I did that. Yeah and yeah. you just like that was it well to me look it you always keeps look me... good you've never in, in your history in show business no one's ever said like jesus as uh, they've he's... never said it but it's happened you've gotten fat oh yeah i Come mean on. i'm fat but look if
2: you look at tuesday it's documented in certain roles if you look at it in tuesdays of maury i was about i'd say probably 30 pounds heavier than i am really right yeah it's documented i like the way you said that <laughs> it's out there <laughs> you can <Me>? see it <laughs> If you want to see it. I, I, I couldn't destroy all of them. <laughs> I know. I tried like Schwarzenegger <laughs> to grab all the tapes. Right. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah.
0: So what? So was there some sort of, uh, you know, wh- how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Forest Hills, Queens. So you're a New York kid. Yes. Just, for, just not, not far from the city. Yeah. Jewish household. Yes. What kind of Jews? Heavy? Hardcore? No. See, no. I didn't even know you were Jewish until today. I'm a Sephardic Jew so I, you're a, a spanish jew a yes, dark jew exactly a yes. swarthy jew yeah the exotic jew the mediterranean yeah Jews. good yeah. for you
2: yes yeah got a lot of mileage yeah, yeah i bet i can pass for Italian sometimes. yeah that's what i thought <laughs> with that name too How, what is Azaria? area it's an old old sephardic name it's in the haggadah in it fact. is Rabbi it's in Azaria, right in there right yeah.
0: oh yeah it's right there during the passover we oh, all yes, say it yeah
2: absolutely yeah <laughs> huh uh, and uh how religious none i mean i was bar mitzvahed i got tutored like a year before sure you learned it's the th- songs yes yeah you know, learn the greatest hits and <laughs> yeah. then uh took the cash yeah and that they was- asked me do you want to be bar mitzvah and i was like yeah. yeah i mean that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah, i'm we, turning we, down we, if i don't it's do that That's what we're working towards here
0: <laughs> i become a man i get paid for it exactly so but what what was the what's your uh what's your old man do Garment business. It's a classic. Yeah. Well, on the East side or what?
2: Or, no, no, he was in Midtown. He did really well by the 70s. He had, it's a crazy gambler's life, that yeah. garment business. It's, yeah, it was, had, it was
0: a knockoff business?
2: Yes. Yeah. He would do. Uh, he would knock off uh, the the designer stuff for yeah. yeah. secretaries and, and
0: housewives right. in Cleveland. Whatever. Right. Had a huge business for a while. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. They just like right when the shit comes out, they're like, "Get that. Where's that guy? Cut something like this. Let's get it he, out."
2: My dad. He actually went to FIT, and he was very gifted at doing that himself. He was like, "Oh, really? T-
0: taking he, apart." He, the... he
2: loved drawing the patterns and making the thing, and ah, oh. and uh, the cheapest way to do it. Uh huh. Was you he? Can he sew? Oh yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was see
0: your father occasionally just laboring over a sewing machine i love he lo- I, I got my dad's still with us uh-huh
2: for his last birthday i got him a portable sewing machine uh-huh because i know he just loves to and just some fabric to just do whatever he wants with and he does i don't know that he actually does <laughs> yeah but i got it for him yeah. yeah so
0: so was it uh was it an insane sort of life did you go did you go down there to his shop and shit and like see what was going on I would. Uh, it was an exciting life. It yeah. was kind of a madman kind of life. Right. Uh, of how I remember
2: it. Right. With amazing characters. And, you know, like Myron Cohn came out of that whole world. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. Was an
0: amazing world. Gangsters, quick talkers, hustlers. Yeah, a lot of gangsters. Yeah, I mean, sure. Because
2: you had to, if you had a thriving garment business, then you at least had. If not silent partners, you had to uh, make nice.
0: Sure, <laughs> yeah. with what was going, all your
2: trucks didn't get anywhere, <laughs> right? Or they got lost. Yeah, the, yeah. Or the whole shipments would end up in another store. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Disappear. So there was a lot of Damon Runyon esque characters. Uh-huh. It was an amazing thing to see. And what'd yeah. your
0: mom do? Housewife. You yeah,
2: know? yeah. She was just. She's mm. from. Uh, she's from Woodside. She's from Queens.
0: Yes, yeah, she never. She never had a
2: gig. She's just kind of. She actually, in her. Early, early twenty, like when she was 20, 21, she worked in publicity for Columbia Pictures. Oh, really? In New York. She loved it. In and the movie it, business? She was. You know, Sephardic speak Ladino. They speak a Spanish yeah, dialect. Right. So my parents were both bilingual, and uh, my mom worked in the like South American territories in the publicity department.
0: For Columbia Pictures? For Columbia Pictures. Selling movies to Latino people. Exactly. H- they both speak Spanish? They do. But that So that was the Sephardic version of Yiddish, almost? Exactly. Ladino is the Sephardic version of, of Yiddish. And I never it, this is, I never knew this.
2: This yeah, education to me. It's an amazing language. It's written in Hebrew characters. Yeah. It's you know phonetically it's phonetic Spanish written in Hebrew characters. Uh-huh. And wherever my family was from Greece
0: and Turkey and it gets. It's weird. You never, I never associate. It's weird because just being a stereotypical thinker, I, I never associate Jews with Greece and Turkey. It's very exotic. If you do. Only the Sephardics were there. From was, Spain originally, I guess. Originally from Spain in 1492. And everyone out.
2: Everybody out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, a lot of Sephardics went there. A lot went to Amsterdam. A lot went to Paris. A lot went to Italy, mm-hmm. North Africa. Yeah. Uh, and then wherever the Ladino, you know, Wherever they went, it got, like with Yiddish, it got mixed in. So my family speaks a a dialect that has a lot of Greek and Turkish thrown in. That's amazing. I never heard of that before. Yeah, it's interesting. And do
0: you understand it?
2: No. (laughs) I do (laughs) not. Not at all. But there's great, they love it. It's dying too. It's a shame. I should have done, I feel guilty. I should have really done like an oral history. Yeah. And recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, now that my grandparents are gone, they they really lived it.
0: And there was like g- Greek, Turkish, and, and and Spanish. Yes, and Hebrew. Re- yes,
2: that's crazy. It's an
0: amazing. My
2: grandmother spoke like four languages, and
0: and they came. Were both your parents born outside of the country? Or they both they were both born, here? born here. All, all, but all four of my
2: grandparents are from the same little town from Salonika, Greece.
0: Wow. Uh, one's from.
2: A nearby town in Turkey.
0: So what was it like? What was the food like? What kind of, like, when your mom cooked, it wasn't this classic Eastern European Jewish stuff. She must have cooked, like, Middle Eastern stuff or Mediterranean.
2: (laughs) Very uh, um, Greek-inspired Spanish. uh, Like, there's this beans and rice was big. Wow. Yeah. But their version was called fijones, which is this, like, kind of a cassoulet kind Uh of uh uh, dish. Slow-cooked? Yes, really, really good. And a lot of, like, uh, filo dough, like... um, Pasteles, they call them little pies of uh, like really you know, uh, of feta cheese and, and this was jewish food yeah it was yeah it was very sim- I, mostly somewhat of greek food
0: i want well that's the kind of jew i wanted to be it was the food was better than your average <laughs> like schmaltz on a piece of bread yeah it was so so was there any like do you have brothers and sisters two sisters really yeah so was it a crazy house was your dad crazy um, I would say
2: that it's, uh, I lovingly say my family was crazy, but they were, uh, my dad was, you know, he was that generation of kind of stoic, we won World War II, but we're not going to mention anything about it. Oh, he, was, he didn't go, did he? He did. He was very, very young and he packed parachutes in the Air Force Wow. and was in uh, the, the Japanese theater, the South Pacific. Oh, really? On a boat? Yeah. He was, uh, oh, actually, you know. He uh he never left the country actually. He was only in for a year yeah. and uh he was getting ready to go uh to the South Pacific and then got lucky and, and never went. Oh uh, I, yeah, that's probably is um, lucky. But uh He was that that, you know, that generation stoic. I barely saw him, you know, he worked ninety-nine hours a day. Smoke cigarettes? Oh my god. Four
0: packs a day. Yeah, no filters. Four a day. No, he he smoked the menthols though. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he was that guy just so like you know like brown stained fingers yeah and out all day and poor guy and now
2: he's you know he's got lung cancer
0: and oh sorry he's got emphysema
2: and, and uh but he quit 25 years ago but four you know in four it. he'd have one he, you know he'd be working at his desk I'd go there and I'd be playing on the ground and yeah. he'd have one in his mouth you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and one going in yeah. the ashtray right. and he'd fucking reach for another one <laughs> Until he realized I got <laughs> two going, it was unbelievable. And he's at the machine. Yeah, now usually his desk. Yeah, or yeah. he'd go out to the floor. Uh huh. You know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. He he was he was fun to watch. Oh my he god. Lo- he loved it. He I got that from him. Like, yeah. Do what you love. What and what? How old is he now? He's eighty. He'll be. He's,
0: he just turned eighty six. Oh yeah. So he he made a long run. Yeah. He's he still did. He's still at it. And he yeah. does he live with you? No, they're in Miami. They're both still alive. They are both my folks. They got some good genes, man. Yeah, yeah. They they're in for the long haul. Yeah, and your mom's still all together and everything. Yeah, they're both. They really are doing well. You shut come- them up
2: down there? I didn't. They, you know, really. They were. Uh, they moved out, and my father actually moved the
0: business down there years ago. They didn't oh, okay. retire down there, and I helped them out a little bit. But they're, yeah,
2: no, they're they're they're
0: okay. Yeah, I always wonder about that, like because I know that like if I had uh, like a lot of money, I wonder if I would just be like, it's all right. Here's a house. Um, I've done versions of that. <laughs>
2: For uh, in and for out who? for them or uh, for others it's the other family members Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it can get a little complicated you need to like get the rules in place right it like this ta- is a one time thing or you know let's just make sure exactly what we're doing here and what this means <laughs> you know let's and then you know what let's maybe get it in writing so there's no discrepancy later <laughs> like, about what was promised and what wasn't oh really
0: well yeah well, even with a gift even with a, a little help. Well, the we can... problem
2: is, it depends on what how you define a gift right. and what exactly that means, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's funny. Money can create
0: problems you don't expect. That is for sure. Every day. Yeah. Every day, the amount of resentment and weirdness possible around even small amounts of money is profound. Yeah. I, it's at. The, I think it's at the root of you know all d- d- difficulties on some level. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. is. But it's weird how petty it can become, too. Like, at some point, like, you're like, I don't have a fortune. But, you know, all of a sudden, like, one day you're like, hey, you know what? It's just money. And the next day it's like, that, that's $5 that I don't have now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, also, the more, this is true, I've been really lucky. Yeah. I
2: hit kind of the show business lottery. Yeah, you won with, life. Yes, with the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. And when you make that much money. Yeah. And you start enjoying that much money. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to like go the whole route of like, you know, how like maybe some young rock stars or some sports guys, young athletes will go with blowing it all. Yeah. But you then
0: create a lifestyle for yourself that you, that traps you. Right, that you have to feed. Yes, it require. It's like a money, uh, a money. Uh, it's, re, it's like shoveling money into an oven. Exactly, to just run this machine. That's your life. That's a lot. Why I downsized a few years ago. I'm like, what am I doing? This is crazy. What, what? What? Where were you sitting when you had that moment? How big of a situation were you involved with?
2: I was in a big house. Were you alone? No, I was okay. with my my uh, my wife and child. Okay. But partly why I moved in. Like you know, I I've only been married a year. I've been to my son's. Four, almost four. Really? Yes. And we've been together for like seven, eight years. But, you know, it kind of all hit us fast. Yeah. And I was a little freaked out. Yeah. And I was like, you with know the what? the The whole thing. What? You know, <laughs> just like. <laughs> what? What? With yes, the... with the child. I'm yeah. actually doing a web series soon about father. It freaked me out so bad to becoming a father. I mean, it, it's, uh, we, the story is actually an interesting story. We were. Kitty and I had been together for a while. Yeah. And I was more upset, it was less to me about do we get married because she didn't really care about that. Right. Than, do we have a kid? Yeah, I'm in the same situation. Right okay. Yeah, so I'm, it's a thing. Yeah.
0: You know, because it's like- Is there a big age difference? She's seven years younger than I am. How, do you talk about your age? How old are you? You know, I'm, I'll be 49 in a week, a week from today, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm 49. Okay, good. I get it. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, yeah. So this was like, what, five, six years ago. Okay. She was like 36. So she's- it's. Pressing. If it was going to happen, it was going to happen then. Right. You know? Uh, and she put no pressure. She wasn't like, hey, what do we do? She was yeah. like, I don't know if I want to do this either. Okay. But I was more like, well, if we're going to do this, we should freaking do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I got obsessed with it. And I started asking all my friends. I have a weekly poker game. Yeah. I love poker. I, have weekly I hear poker about bug, that. And I started okay. bugging my friends, like, who are all dads. I'm like, what did you guys, did you want it? Did you, is that why you got married? Because yeah. you want kids? Did it change your life? Is it worth it? And they were like, shut up. You know, who cares?
0: Just have a kid or not. We don't give a shit. Do whatever you want yeah, to do. I, I, I'm the same as you. What is that? I mean, some guys don't even think twice about it. It just fucking happens. Most don't. You know, me, I'm like, you know, she. I don't have kids. I'm 49. She wants one. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. But my brain, I'm like, I go right from like, hey, let's have a baby. Oh, my God, it's dead. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing in between there. No, Well, there's a lot in between. You no, know, I know, but
2: not in my brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand I was like... When you say it's dead, you mean... it doesn't matter it just goes your life or the baby no the baby like I just
0: a panic you know like it's like how do I you know what if I don't I I mean like there's a lot of selfish thoughts that go on like you know people have kids they deal with kids they adapt to them we're animals we're designed to deal with it she's gonna take care of it it's not all all on me you know if you if you have a uh, 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 you just have to I just this is what I'm doing what I'm doing in front of you right now is what I do whereas I should you know she's upset because she just I want you to be excited about it I'm like I'm fucking freaked out about it
2: I was... The, yeah, I should send you... Well, here's what happened to us. I okay. should send you my little... Cause we actually started shooting a documentary film about it. About your panic? Yes. Because my poker buddy said, you know what we sh- I said, look, if, if Katie walked in and said she were pregnant, Yeah. the only thing I'm qualified in life to do is prepare for a role. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> so what I would do is follow you morons around. <laughs> yeah. What I do when I get a role yeah. is I'm playing a baker. I go down and look at a baker, what yeah. he does for a while. <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean really yeah i mean whatever right i try to talk to somebody like oh so this is what it is all yeah. right good uh and <laughs> so i follow dads around right. and say oh this is okay i and get I, it yeah and my buddy said you know that would be a decent documentary let's uh-huh. let's just do that and yeah. we started doing that i yeah. started shooting this kind of angst-ridden because i don't like kids particularly either you don't i do not Wait, I, what, what what do you feel when you're around them exactly um Look, I feel the same. I'm sure you relate to this. I feel yeah. the same way about children than I feel about most people. Yeah, Because most of them are
0: fucking annoying.
2: Yeah. You know, so
0: <laughs> they're good for a little while, maybe a couple hours. And, yeah, you know, and they, then they, they're, they're they're just because they're away. children.
2: George Carlin was very big on this. Yeah. Just because they're kids doesn't make them wonderful. Yeah, right. You know, they're they're people, and yeah. like a lot of people, they can be pains in the ass. Sure. So. And I don't, I was very nervous around them and didn't feel like I could relate to them very well. I felt much too selfish as a human being to like give to a child. Well,
0: that's it. Well, that's it. That's it with me too. You know, and I think that's important that, that moment where you realize like, you know, I I got my own thing going on here. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to give up. But and it took us a long time to get it So how I like it. Yeah. So but do you, gonna, but do, you, do you feel any guilt about that feeling?
2: I felt a lot of guilt, which is why I would be torn about maybe I should have a kid and maybe that would open me up in ways I'm yeah. not anticipating. Right. right. Like, how can I use this to my advantage? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I can play dads great yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting to that age. Yeah, I yeah. need that. In, from, but <laughs> so we start shooting. Yeah. Me going to people and saying, I don't get it. I don't yeah, like yeah. children. Why yeah. do you want to have them? Yeah and we're talking to some famous people and my friends and yeah. experts different people yeah. and then my dog of 16 years begins to die yeah uh and so that's an old dog she was an old dog and we, we you know that's what was happening so we started shooting that and uh-huh. it beca- and i had to care for her so you know how it gets at the end with your animal I you yeah. had to care for her so much she was blind and deaf and insane yeah. and i had to take care of her t- all day i come from a, a euthanizing family you know, I learned my lesson on this. We we sh- you know, you always get it wrong. We should have put her down about a month before we yeah, did, yeah. but you can't let go and yeah, yeah, the yeah, doctor's yeah. Are telling you, "Well, she might, yeah. you know, might what? She's 16, <laughs> I got angry at the doctor. Yeah. I was like, "Why would you tell me that this medication might work?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we're shooting this and uh and it's the day we decide to put the dog down, which was a big damn like, "Okay, I think we got to we got to stop the fight here. We yeah. got to call it." Yeah. And yeah. Katie, uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, gets up and throws up. Yeah. I'm like, you're taking this, you're having an odd reaction to this. <laughs> and she kind of gives me a funny look, and I said, you know, and literally, <laughs> I'm on the phone, I'm calling, the. can you send someone to put them down instead of us coming there? We're like arranging all this. Mm-hmm. And I say to her, to me, you seem pregnant. Are you pregnant? What's going on with you? Yeah. And she just kind of gives me this look like I can't even describe to you. Meanwhile, by the way, I'm shooting yeah, yeah, all this. Yeah, All right, it's on camera. You have
0: this. And I said... Are you are you are you pregnant? She goes, I don't know. I said, Well with that weird ins- insensitivity and almost shock. Are you what is happening? Yes. Y- y- y-.
2: I was on str- the dog. I'm like, what are you what are you telling me? Are you
0: pregnant? It was like yeah, a Woody yeah. Allen moment. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. are you
2: trying to say to me, Don? Yeah, are you yeah, pregnant? Yeah. What's happening here? <laughs> and she goes, I maybe. I said, Well, are you concerned about it? She's like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's get a test. She's like, I have one. I uh-huh. said, you're concerned enough that you bought a test. She's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, well, did you take it? She's like, no. I said, well, go fucking take it. <laughs> so she marches <laughs> off. <It's> so supportive. <laughs> I'm on the phone. I know. I was freaking out. Yeah. She marches off. Yeah. I've got a camera in one hand. I'm on the phone with my dear friend on the other. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Katie's off taking a pregnancy test. Yeah. And she comes back it was a very cinematic moment she appears in the kitchen doorway framed very nicely by it thank god just yes thank god because i'm shooting yeah sobbing just nodding yes nodding uh uh-huh yeah i'm like okay we're pregnant my dog's dying at my feet i'm no i don't know what's happening and my buddy goes okay dude yeah put down the phone and go hug her and thank god he (laughs) said that i swear to you i wouldn't have done it oh my god i would have just been like what the fuck is happening yeah and um I'll tell you this, and I did, and we're shooting this whole thing. And in that moment, I—I I had a real—you can't fake this, or know what's going to happen. I had a genuine burst of joy. I was like, in "This your feels heart. yes." I just was happy that she was going to carry my child. We were going to do this, and listen, I've had. I've gotten a couple other women pregnant in the past, and I did not have that moment of joy, or I was scared I (laughs) would. This is
0: going to ruin my life. Yes, that that was
2: the reaction. So I took it like, well, this is probably a good sign, and we hugged, and then the documentary changed into we are actually having a baby. Oh, my God, what do we do? And then now it's morphed into
0: it's going to become a web series. But, but, but outside of that, you know, that's a profound thing. Like, cause that moment of joy was something you could never anticipate and it was completely antithetical than, to, than how your head was working or how you thought you were wired. Totally. And this wasn't even with the kid coming, having here, that must've been a pretty good moment. You must've felt like a fucking person.
2: I did. <laughs> and you know, I ran into a friend of mine who said, you know, who I knew, uh, knew a long time ago. We ran actually, now we have kids. And she uh-huh. said, you know, you, you. It's like it's 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 amazing the kid thing, isn't it? And you, yeah, he said you become a human being, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to extent, I actually do believe that's true.
0: I I, I believe it too, and, and I intellectually know it. I know it, you know, because you know, my fears around it are more like you know I'm going to be you know 70 when the kid's 20, but you know if I make it that long, and and that's that's a selfish trajectory yeah. too. But but like I see guys and you know them too. They, I mean they're in our world, yeah. who are childless. And there, there is something, you know. They're great guys, and you know they are who they are. But there's a, there's a, there's a selfishness there that is kind of infantile. Yeah. And and you and you, you know, I I understand it as a choice and everything, but I do acknowledge that whether it's their choice not to have kids or not, they don't have them, and they're peculiar. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> you know, they're, you're a your weird uncle at best yeah, at that point. right. It kind of. Yeah. So okay, so outside of the documentary, well, then
2: we the kid came, ten weeks early, mm-hmm. and. So my whole thing was, is this worth
0: it? What do you do? Is How do you take work? care? Of it? Well, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, but you're a guy. You got, you got money for for miles. So that that. It, that's out of the that you're not it's not a worry. No. Which is a, like in my mind that's my only worry, you know, outside yeah. of dying. It's a
2: genuine concern.
0: Right, but but you, you don't have that one, but there's still these other but problems. But even still
2: I still thought about it. Don't right. don't underestimate my selfishness because I had plans for that money, you know what I mean? Like and what? Like what? What? I don't know. You just want to be free to do what you look, uh, Let's put it this way. And this is going to sound a little obnoxious, but it's true. Before I had a, a wife and a child, yeah. I didn't really think about you know I, did, I could never outspend myself. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was that lucky with the money that it wasn't like a concern. I, I would you know do what I wanted to do. Sure, I know I knew it, it all fell in the realm. It was right. okay. And then there became you know with a family and a child, and 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 feeding them too, and houses and educations yeah. and all kinds of things. You're like wow. It okay. became way. And then you know the housing bubble and the economy. All of a sudden I got like sacked out of field goal range, if you will, financially. know uh-huh. so I'm like, well, I actually think about this. Yeah, and, and the whole point of uh, once that kid's born, yeah, what I didn't realize was that you're just and especially with a preemie who has to be in the hospital for seven. Oh, weeks he came early. He, yeah, two and a half. He was he was only two and a half pounds when he was born. How many
0: months in when he came out? How what like? What, he
2: was ten weeks early. So wow, yeah, very scary, early, very scary. Yeah, and he's thank God he's fine now. But you get so grateful that they're okay. I mean, and your first thought is oh, my God, is he going to be all right? And honestly, your second thought is a selfish one. It's like, am I going to be all right? Like, am I going to be okay? To, God forbid if he needs, if he's a special needs kid or what happens. But you had them in the right order. You should, you know, reward yourself. I <laughs> did. No, I did. And I must say it's true. I first thought of him like, yeah. oh, my God, what is he yeah, going to yeah, go yeah, through? Yeah, 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 And listen, people go through all kinds of things. But that must
0: have surprised you.
2: It did. And that's part of the whole journey of this. And then you do realize that. Just for them to be okay, uh-huh. you'll take it. You'll do whatever you need to do uh, in exchange for them being all right. Right, right. And in a sense, it is for me anyway—a selfish, egotistical, narcissistic actor. It was the only thing that really—I I can say that he's first, genuinely in my heart. You know. Yeah, that's, I can't say about anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, because you didn't anticipate that. No. Ugh, that's no. Fucking, that's beautiful. And he's okay. Hmm. He's growing and everything's good. He's fine. They have
2: little, you know, he's got little issues. They're no big deal. Like uh-huh. when they're preemies, they have like vestibular issues. He uh-huh. still has a little bit. Like they will grow out of. What's that? Like in an elevator, the oh. motion of it will make him, well, I'll have to hold hands because it uh, oh, yeah. get some, you know, his inner ear is not, oh, you know, okay. they come out too early and, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. and develop fully and- Um, he's got like, uh, oh, some heat, like he's sensitive to noise Uh still a little bit, Uh but these are, you know,
0: that's great. And and,
2: and you get along with him, and yeah, he's, he'll be four soon as much as
0: you can get along with a, with a three-year-old. But are you finding that the experience in and of itself in terms of that, the, the selflessness sort of happens naturally and, and, you know, in that you like all those things they say about it where you, you you do what you got to do and it's, it's not really an effort that you, you know, like I'm saying that, you you actively uh, it, it comes natural. yes it's not like I, look there are times you do have to they, they can be tough yeah
2: that like the, what they say with parenting is true it's like long day the years are short you know where it went and the days are long it's just yeah. like wow we've been really at it for a long time today following junior around yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah it is a it's such a love ball yeah. it's the kind of love that you felt like when you had a crush on a girl when you were like 14, it's yeah. like that kind of overwhelming.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right, right. That
2: you don't, that you, you don't remember anymore. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you're 30.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's like that kind of love just transposed. Uh huh. You know, we're just like, mm. and do you and do you like my big fear is like, I, I'm very sensitive. You know, I imagine you're relatively sensitive. Yes. When it comes to you. Yes. That there are those moments where like, even with my brother's kids, I'm like, that kid doesn't like me.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's like, that's a a, a kid. (laughs) You You have to get over that.
2: (laughs) No, you really, you really, it's a big, listen, it makes you grow. Like your, your job is to love them, not for them to love you. And it's true. Uh And even your job, I, I suffered too much. I was, I loved him so much and wanted to be, um, you know, I know your parents were. But like I say, that generation, you know, my dad was so busy and my mom was, too. And it seems to me like our generation, we were like kicked out the door at four and like ride your bike to the thing and go figure it out.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's true. And I think it's it was it primarily, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like you're being, you know, uh, sort of uh, sympathetic to whatever the hell they went through. But I sort of hold my parents responsible for being selfish. Yeah, I mean, you could say I have too at times. <laughs> you know, like uh, there, it gets a point where you are like, well, I'm I'm this way because something happened there. Yeah, y- you know, like you you obviously, but I think you're absolutely right. They're like, hey, uh, you you can figure out who you are, right? Yeah, I guess.
2: And you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was that generation. I mean, look, they did I, what I used to feel that actually kind of upset about that, and a a lot later in life, I realized a lot of that was me they wasn't uh, not everything i came out to be with, they were responsible for no no
0: absolutely right okay you know? well, but like what what specifically were you upset about
2: well you know i didn't love that i it was tough for me to get my dad's attention too much yeah. growing up you yeah. know and, and uh he was so i mean you know work really did come first you yeah. know and yeah. and he was providing for us and
0: that he, that was the roles you know well that's why they always got captured as a hero your father is out making money for yes. us Exactly. Don't you can't have anything against that man. Exactly. You're eating. You know? Exactly.
2: Food on the table. <laughs> exactly. So what do you want? So you eat spoiled your brat? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Stuff them down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're joking, but it's kind of true. Right. And I, yeah, you know, I wasn't thrilled with that. Yeah.
0: And uh, uh, how do you feel now, though? Like, yeah, I don't know what you did to process that, because I mean, at some point, you do have to take responsibility. You can't be this adult walking around saying i hate my parents or that you know it's their fault no, it's terrible you No, know, it's horrible people hate it yeah and they're like grow the fuck up yeah you know there has to be some self-parenting eventually you gotta at some point say like well i'm gonna take care of this kid who you know is busy eating himself to death but uh <laughs> but uh but i mean now that you still have your parents with you and, and as, as do i yeah what, what does, does she still get triggered? Because like I can sit with my father and I can accept my father's insanity and know that he's completely selfish and doesn't behave really any differently. Mm-hmm. And I think what the, the point is, like at some point you just, you can't expect them to. No. They, they're win- the window's closed. Exactly. They're not going to play ball with you now.
2: Exactly. Look, I've done a lot to get over this because it, it troubled me a lot. And uh, therapy helped. And yeah. having somebody to whine about it yeah. too yeah. helped a lot. As opposed to friends. Who <laughs> literally, I mean, I have... Amazing shrink, yeah, I don't see him too much anymore, but um, he talks like this, he kind of he's a New York guy, and yeah. he kind of, he sounds like Mickey Rourke in the early days, yeah, and he literally he was this kind of guy. Yeah. I would be in there whining about this very stuff, yeah. and he would literally go, he'd listen to me about twenty minutes and go, yeah, all right, shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, <laughs> your problem is you're a fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said I'm like what he's like yeah all well, this this didn't happen i didn't get this this is all shit that if i told you it would happen to somebody else <laughs> you wouldn't give a shit but because it's to you it's like a fucking crime yeah, everybody had this shit grow the fuck up <laughs> and it was like the well, best thing i ever got told what's this guy's number <laughs> uh, he's amazing um phil stutz i, don't know, yeah, I can yeah, say yeah, his name yeah uh he just wrote a book about this stuff and uh you know, is, I, is
0: the book called Shut the Fuck Up"?
2: Essentially, you no. Know, it's called the tools. It gives you tools to like get you, you to work with this shit and, and specifically
0: uh, this stuff. You know, narcissistic all grown men. Yes, yeah, so he specializes
2: are... in people in show business and that specific kind of narcissism. Narcissism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we all have and self obsession that actually we kind of have to have. It's part of our. Job, yeah, but then gets out of hand and gets away from us. And, and you, causes- f- and you feel like you've you moved through it. Well, eventually, I kind of had to say to my mom and dad, "Here's what I was upset about." What
0: you yeah. know what and, I mean? And how, now, how would that moment go? Because I I know what they usually say. What did yours say? <sighs> we did the best we could. They did yeah, they did. And you know that what I real
2: the, the short answer is what I realized over time is they're absolutely right. They absolutely did. I don't hold anybody if somebody's doing their best with what they've got and really believes in their heart that they're giving you their level best, how can you really fault them? I mean, you can, you can understand what was deficient and what you didn't get and what you didn't like and yeah, but it's hard to hold a grudge against somebody who really was doing... I mean, that's what I'm doing with my son.
0: Right. It's my best. But you're self-aware, and you, know, and you bring a, 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 a complete emotional vocabulary of your own struggle with this stuff.
2: Yes, and I hope to parent him reflecting that. Look, that Generation 1, World War II, I don't think we could have. Yeah. No, but where <laughs> I don't think we could have. Is that yours? That's hilarious. It's Yes, that is mine. <laughs> but but we're better parents you know yeah we we're better in that way yeah yeah
0: yeah. and and uh, because we have
2: an understanding of all this and we
0: we can't hold that over our kid you
2: know like we won world war ii
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's what we did cut us some slack well it kind of we're free because of us (laughs) yes you're you're not dead or speaking german
2: exactly (laughs) yeah uh so yeah and and it didn't you know they my father kind of it was kind of amazing I I went to him and I said, you know, dad, I kind of have a lot of resentment because you weren't there a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was growing up and, you know, I just, I missed you, you know, and, uh, he just, he took it all and listened to me and he, and he just went, yes, I was.
0: (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) it <laughs> pretty much and you've got to you've got to eat that yeah what do you do with that yeah I mean, you've okay done your, yeah yeah <laughs> said my piece yeah your piece is yes i was well my dad my dad will actually bring up memories of me that i'm surprised he has I, I don't know if yours does that where you think they're not there but then he'll say like what about that time you were with that girl and you were crying and I, how the fuck did you you know like, I, I don't know how you
2: remembered that. now you're, you're all lucky oh yeah I, <laughs> no, I don't have too many of those <laughs> and your mom too i mean you know my mom kind of took it all in as well and then that gets a little more aggressively like yeah that went a little bit more the realm of oh so i guess everything wrong with you is my fault Oh, there you go yeah 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 and in the end you know look i'm glad i said it once and it was useful because then i can stop with it already yeah i've said my piece and now and look and i love them and we have a great relationship now and i i can give to them and they're in their later years now so uh it gets easier then too, because a lot of the, uh, some of the heart, rougher edges get
0: smoothed off. You know, at least for my, my parents, yeah, they get uh, tempered by time. Very much. You, you, when you see time just crushing your parents, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, you because you're not gonna sit there and go, ah, so who's winning now? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, who's winning? <laughs> I'm <am> winning. <laughs> Exactly. If yeah. I say you weren't there, you weren't there. Okay, okay. Yeah. What, what are you going to do, little man? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You want your medicine?
2: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, but I uh, you know I said it. I said my piece, they said theirs, and then we can all live happily. Did
0: you feel like, you know, because I'm finding lately that, you know, because of, you know, we share these issues that, like, for a long time, I, like, I didn't get a sense... Like, it sounds like your mother, you know, despite, you know, whatever guilt was going on, was, was at least nurturing on some level. Like, yeah, because I, I, like, yeah, with my parents, I feel like they're just these freaks that I grew up with that seem to have problems. Oh, right? really? Were they
2: not attentive
0: well, at all as parents? Well, no, they were, but they were you know, panic attentive. They, they were like, it wasn't like, you know, you're a separate thing. You're like, you know, if something happens to you, I don't know what I'm going to do. It was like, sort of like what you were talking about when, when your fears of of kids, you know, right. there was a selfishness there that I think they were primarily concerned because they didn't want to deal with the aggravation, yeah. of something happening
2: to me. Uh, there was some of that too. Yeah, I, I yeah. think, and again, I don't mean to like excuse my parents or anything but i think it's very generational i mean i don't know oh, yeah, any okay. parents back then who, who, who weren't like that to some extent yeah, certainly yeah. all my friends
0: yeah and it was also that first that sort of weird first uh, initial rise of the middle class like your dad was the first generation to really make a you know a good living yeah. and you know be able to move out to queens and do whatever you know right it was all about that yeah, it was yeah. like if we're doing that yeah we're, you know we're,
2: we're, we're providing you the Ozzy and harriet model sure, so sure. what more do
0: you want yep yep and wanting more is really whining so well well, what's okay so tell me about this moment i'm curious about this moment where you're like you know we got to downsize i mean what were you (laughs) sitting in that like you know so you got the kid and you you got the wife and you're like uh, all right maybe we don't need the palace i mean what was well uh, to be honest a lot of the motivation
2: for getting the huge house was i was so freaked out by all of a sudden living with a 'Cause we weren't even living together when we got pregnant. But you've been married before. I mean, publicly. I was married before. Yeah. And for that was a different. year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we were together for a long time, only a year. You and we, Helen were. Yes. Yeah. And you know, that didn't go particularly well. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was a little phobic about marriage too. I wasn't too excited to jump back in there. Yeah. I, yeah. I had been, you know, kicked in the nuts kind of. So uh I was a little freaked out by the whole thing, you yeah. Know? And, and. so you were heartbroken at the end of that one? Very much, I mean, yes, I, I left, but I was heartbroken. Yeah, it's it's a horrible feeling that you never feel like is gonna go away. Terrible, I've had it, I've only been married once, but I've had that heartbreak four or five times in my life, and it's it's fucking horrible.
0: Because like, especially when you're you're as, as self-involved as we are, yes. it, it really, there's no way to process it. And, you know, and the weirdest thing, is, I don't know if you realize this, but, you know, it it does fade, you, you, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> but when you're in it, you're like, oh, God, it does. But especially when you're young, you don't know it's
2: going to. No. And you do a lot of bad things, not knowing that if you just sit with it, it'll be all
0: right. Oh, eventually. yeah. Yeah. Make them cry, hurt them as much as possible. Go fuck their friends. There's a lot of things you can uh, or stuff to yourself. Oh, or yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm, I'm outside and I have a gun. No, no That's it, a little extreme. I, never
2: quite went there. <laughs> but, uh, you know you you dive into certain lifestyles and, yeah. and, and things you want to drink and put in yourself sure. just to yeah. numb out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For extended periods of time. You that did that? You had the, oh, the, yes. the dark times? Oh, for sure. What? And they were fun, too. Yeah, what was your thing? Booze? I, I liked to drink. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, out in public? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I didn't, you know, I wasn't like... Yeah. I'm going to sit alone with this. <laughs> yeah. I agree with I, I'm the look. I didn't see any point of a martini without a blonde and vice versa. I uh-huh, uh-huh. call it a Jewish speedball. <laughs> I wanted both of those at once. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah.
2: And, uh, and you could get them. And at that time in my life, I could, you know, and it was fun, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. sort of wake up out of a marriage. Like I'm famous enough yeah, to yeah. really have a lot of fun here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, I did. Yeah. And I don't regret a lot of it, but it's also a bit self-destructive. Yeah. And, and kind of horrible. Yeah,
0: are you still friends with her? Ish, yeah, I'm yeah. friendly.
2: You know, yeah. we're not like, you know, over each other's house every other day. Sure. But, uh, you know, but yeah, we have a lot of mutual friends. And so okay. I, she
0: wishes me well, I wish her well. And yeah. we're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay, so let's go back to the current. So, you, 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 you she was pregnant, and you end up getting married. Well, oh, the house. Yeah. I was like, "Look, if we're gonna do this, I need a really big
2: house, so, I so can... that I can be on one end of it yeah. while you guys are doing whatever yeah, like you do." Charles Foster Kane. The table just keeps getting longer. Yes, yeah. I was like, "If I just need to be in my wing, I can be. <laughs> yeah. If I can pretend I'm single <laughs> for a day or three, <laughs> I'm gonna build a bar in that wing." Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, by that point, no, we yeah, had we're given done. that up. Yeah. But uh, you know, so, um, so, but then after a year, or 2 I'm like, "What are we? I don't need this. I'm I'm very happy." Uh, with all of us together, and I want us all to be close. Nice. And th- we don't. This is so much money to carry this place that I yeah. don't need. And and then you know, uh, with the economy and everything, it just became ludicrous.
0: But you grew up.
2: Yes, that too. That's a simpler way of saying it.
0: I, I mean, that really sounds like what happened. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was a good thing. So, when did you start acting?
2: Oh, it depends. Pro- I mean, my whole life, really, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would memorize comedy albums and perform them by age six and things like, like that. Like which ones? Steve Martin, George Carlin. Uh, um, Those are my probably two favorites growing up. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh,
0: That's weird because we're the same age, you know, and, and those are the records.
2: Oh, yeah. Let's I mean, Get Small. Uh, yeah, and, then and, and Class Clown. Yeah, yeah, all George Carlin stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Did and, you ever get to meet him?
2: I never got to meet George Carlin. I was really... That was one of those deaths that really hit me hard. We're at that age where yeah. now the deaths are like, oh, no, that feels like a friend of mine is gone. Right. Yeah, um, and friends, too. Yeah, I mean,
0: if we're getting to that age. Yeah, we're, yeah. yeah.
2: We're <laughs> actual friends. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, you never got to work with him or anything? No, I've met Steve Martin a couple of times. Yeah? Yes. How was that for you? That was actually great. I sat next to him at some dinner party a long time ago, and he was really sweet and... Hilarious and funny and engaging. Yeah, I've never
0: met him, but I've watched him eat breakfast. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was at a festival. Okay. And, you know, he was just sitting over there. And, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I get, I, I you think you know people you, just by, by liking their work or, or, or watching them. But he struck me as very sort of heavy hearted and i i don't know if that was really true but uh but that, and i was just looking at him like oh
2: yeah i mean him. maybe uh, the night i ran into him no he was, he was like, on. convivial and oh. uh, very funny and uh, but uh, you know you, you can he's definitely an intense he's pretty open about how he's you yeah. know, not
0: lighthearted exactly yeah, yeah 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 well a lot of us are you know comedic people are you know <laughs> i've heard that not notoriously uh, yes <laughs> jovial so okay, so you're listening to comedy records, you're memorizing. Them. Well, I, you
2: know, I didn't realize, and I, you know, I'm, I was, I'm a mimic and a voice guy, and I would do all that growing up, and didn't realize till, you know, I was about to go into college that that might be a marketable skill. In fact, even in college, I really started acting earnestly, yeah, and thought, eh, maybe I want to actually try this when I'm out of school, mm-hmm. and still didn't connect up that maybe. The fact that I memorized every TV show or movie or comedy album I ever heard and could mimic the voice almost exactly and the mannerisms and the timing yeah. meant that I might have a marketable skill there. I didn't connect the two. But you ne- never thought about being an
0: impressionist,
2: necessarily? Not really. I admired them greatly. I loved Rich Little growing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, um, and David Fry and uh, Gorshin and them. Um but then I had a very brief stand-up act. You know, I was at the comedy store, I think, when you were doormen back
0: then. In, what, in eighty 80- Late 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah, 80, 80, maybe, yeah maybe More much. like 87, 88. Yeah, I might have just missed you. Okay. You were doing stand-up? You know,
2: I was in a sketch comedy group back then, and we 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 wrote some stuff, and I had like a few minutes left over, and I was so mm-hmm. green that I, I went up just at the comedy store as a lark. Yeah. Because I didn't even realize it was an audition situation. But you were already acting by then, weren't you, or no? Yes, but I wasn't. Doing much, I yeah. hadn't gotten The Simpsons yet. Right. I I would get like a job every six months. Yeah, and uh, went up and and Mitzi made me a regular. Yeah, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? I don't have an act. Yeah. I don't." I went up. I have the three minutes you just heard is what I have. I don't. So I would get thrown out there. Yeah, you know, and I I did it for like six months and did it just long enough to realize how hard it was. Yeah, and that you actually really have to work very very hard. Yeah, to get. Uh, 10 minutes that's
0: worth were, were, anything were, were you getting pressure from the other guys who was around were you, oh, were, you were you in the crew there no i was completely out. i you know
2: paulie shore was then yeah just becoming huge yeah, yeah. then, and dice was pretty big already yes yeah and uh you know, I, like you know back then, you, you, there was no MC in that room. You'd introduce yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, still and like that. Pauly Shore would you know never remember my name when yeah, yeah. I was coming next. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. dude, please. Who's on next? Exactly. Yeah. What, oh, dude, what's your name again? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, there's <laughs> yeah, no. And I had no game. I had no, like, I didn't even realize that a big part of stand up was, especially in that room, oh, God, yeah. was just deflecting the masses. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just basically being an insult comic at what was being thrown at you, yeah. I, harnessing that thing. Yeah. I, I would just be like, I'll wait, till you guys are done, yeah. and then I'll continue, <laughs> and, I guess. I don't know. And you were just doing voices? No, I didn't do really any impressions. I just did, I didn't even think, like, I should probably do some impressions. I did a couple, like, I would do stupid things, like Captain Kirk going to the bathroom or something, sure. or or, or uh, Gavin McLeod from, uh, from Weaver, The Love Boat,
0: the, oh, the, the, the the Captain, Captain yeah. Steubing, you yeah. know
2: for a second but mostly I would just do silly observational things <laughs> I, I watched TV all day that that's
0: was, I, it was Kirk and Stubing that was it huh pretty much yeah.
2: and uh, <laughs> I talk about the love boat a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, that just, was in repeats then oh but I was I, listen that's what I grew up with yeah. so that, I would talk about I don't understand what's happening on this show who <laughs> are these people and uh, I talk about cartoons I was talking about cartoons yeah because I grew up watching them yeah. I talk about Bugs Bunny a lot And did you do okay no, <laughs> I did not. Some older comedians took pity on me. Yeah. They really did, and they said, kid, when they're yelling shit at you, you have to stay stuff back. Do you, you remember to... who said
0: that to you? I don't. Yeah. Um, who is that guy... Was it Jackie Diamond? Yeah, oh, he guy? wasn't an old guy. He was a guy acting like an old guy. Right, bang, bang, yeah. that guy. Pow, I'm a gun swinger. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jackie Diamond, Michael Rosenberg, I think is his name. He's from Newton, Massachusetts. Uh, okay. He did that shtick, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think he said to me,
2: okay, let me give you a couple of things you can say when they're saying nasty shit to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, And he gave me the old, sir, I don't bother you at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. on your knees at the bus station sure, in, sure, in the men's yeah. room, I don't yell stuff at you. Classics. Yes which yeah. Tamir like Oh that's brilliant Did you make that up Yeah 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 I didn't know uh, And so he gave me A couple of things to say Which mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. use mm-hmm. And thank God for him Yeah yeah But I, I can only remember Getting through my act one time I just you know Never One night For some reason I did really well I'll never forget it just... In the original room Yeah Yeah One night I just killed Yeah One night Yeah And the rest I just would Like a lot of black And I'd go on at one o three. I yeah, had yeah, that yeah. spot 12.04 yeah, Good feeling though Killing right Amazing Yeah you know, but you didn't hang in with that. I got to a point where there was a. I got into an. I start, I was starting getting acting jobs more consistently. What was the first big one? I think at that time I did this independent movie with Woody Harrelson that was terrible, but yeah, it was, it was called Cool Blue. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal for me at the time. Yeah, and I, I, I got that, and then I got into an acting class of a guy I admired very much. Who's that? A guy named Roy London who passed away about fifteen years ago who was an amazing acting teacher. He was, was
0: it one of those sort of cult of personality classes? Uh, meaning what? Like, well, I mean, like a lot of the prominent acting teachers, like have their system and and they're known for something, and they you know they have a very tight group of people that believe in their system. And I mean, you no, know,
2: I, I I say proudly, no. That's, that's part, good. He was um, incredibly self loved to teach. Never let it be filmed or become anything bigger than what it was, and had a lot of big people in there early in their careers like who like Brad Pitt and Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum and Gary Shandling and
0: I think I heard about I think Gary talked about this guy
2: he would actually I think directed some like Gary would like use him like he'd bounce everything off him like script wise right like is it authentic is it coming from a place of need and reality and blah blah blah
0: oh really yes that was his trip that I mean that was things he could speak to
2: very much Roy was what he you know I came in there a guy like who was working already and was good with voices and shtick and he did, for five years in there he never let me like whoops never let me do a character or a voice he was like you have to be you up there mm-hmm. you know you have to to me I wanted to be an actor to be not myself yeah, you know, and to my tremendous chagrin, discovered to in order to be a really good actor, you have to actually display yourself to people in one yeah. way or another. Yeah, and I was profoundly uncomfortable doing that. And it took Roy years to kind of help nurture me through coax being, it out of you. Yeah, yeah, being okay doing that.
0: And how would he do that?
2: You know, it was I had this crazy thing as an actor where first of all, I'd have to be myself. I couldn't like be a character or whatever. I right. have to just play my you know something close to myself and not gussy it up with a voice or whatever. And then I'd do this thing where I'd be kinda of going along okay for three or four lines in the scene and then I'd kinda of hear myself like a line reading sounded tinny or I feel like I wasn't authentic enough in that moment and then I would shut down. You know, I'd just be like, and he's like there. It took him like a year or two, like what what just fucking happened to you there? You just like you were going along in the scene and then all of a sudden you're like you're like nowhere. You're like energy's all pulled back. I said, Well, I kinda of heard myself suck and now I can't go on
0: and it, it just, I'm not going to bore you with the details of how we worked through that, but it took him a while to sort of like. Well, that's, but that's an interesting moment because like, you know, in that moment you, you were like, you know, basically you're going, you idiot. Yes. And, and, you know, what's wrong with you? Right. You can't do this. Right. Huh. That so is you, what it was. Right. So you're, you're that hard on yourself, you know, almost immediately. Yes. Huh. And uh, that, you know, I, that still, I can only say that it's recently that
2: I've, in the last few years that I've gotten over that kind of. Uh, perfectionism to the point where you beat yourself up and can't enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I've I've done whole movies that I didn't enjoy because I was just so overwhelmed with oh I'm screwing this up or it's not going to be good but enough.
0: But have you figured out like e- e- where that comes from for yourself?
2: Uh, it's to bring it full circle. It it it's directly related to things like eating disorders and and anorexia and. Well, I know the control thing is, but it's I
0: perfectionism. mean perfectionism. But but where did that come from? I mean what kind, like I like cause like you know I'm no, I'm no therapist and you know I was awfully hard on myself and I and I still am and I know that there are control issues at hand but something must we come, must come from so we get something out of it you know and I I'm, I'm not sure what the hell it is I think that I felt
2: like uh for whatever reason I had such a low opinion of myself didn't like myself so profoundly that I had to perform perfectly to sort of compensate for that. I had to do it exactly right or else I, you know, the stakes were so high. Like if I made a little mistake, then I'm shit. Right. You know, so, and, you know, that got so bad like uh, that I couldn't audition anymore. I'd like get paralyzed and this guy, Phil Stutz, you know, this fucking guy, (laughs) he made me realize that, you know, what I'm afraid of in these auditions isn't so much being judged by other people, but the number I'm going to do on myself afterwards you know, I'm afraid of how much I'm going to mentally beat myself up for days. Did you do it before, too,
0: though? I mean, like, leading into it, were you like, oh, I'm going to suck. This is going to fucking... Oh, yes. Uh, it's you it's a worse man. And, like, I don't... Like, somehow, some of that shit has dissipated for me. But, I mean, it's just... It's draining. Mm. Right? I mean, it's just exhausting. It's horrible.
2: It's miserable. No, I had to actively really, like, work on not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know, and when I kind of got a hold of that, that's when... You know, a lot of my behaviors got better too, and I got happier. It's like kind of all, you know, and was capable of like being a father and right. things like that. Just, I'm
0: just wondering, like, you know, even for myself, like, I, I, like, why the hell did we have such a low self, self opinion? And it must have something to do with the fact, like you were saying that, you know, our parents were like, "All right, you're four, you know, take care of yourself." So if you had no cap on it, if if you if you didn't have someone saying you're good, that's good, good for you. Uh, you shouldn't do that. You're doing a good job at that. Maybe that's not a good idea. Like that guidance, if you're left at a young age to you just sort of decide, yeah, who you are, how are you going to win that?
2: Agreed. And believe me, you know, I, I I blame my parents for some of it, but like like I said earlier, I really the older I get, the more I believe, you know. I think I was that waiting to happen. I really do. Especially, you know, something when you have a child yeah. and you see that they kind of are who they are coming out. And we can help a lot yeah. by how we handle it and what we do right. and good parenting, right. and being attentive but right. not overly and all the things. right? Um, but they really, especially when you see two kids, I know people who are wonderful parents. They yeah. really are. Yeah. Am- I admire them, yeah. how well they do it. Yeah. They have three kids and all those three kids are different. Right. And one has this low self-esteem and another one doesn't. And so which are they bad parents for? Right, you right, know, okay. It, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Who the hell knows, right? Who knows? Yeah. And so I, I, I'm I, very aware, especially later in life, and I, I feel like I owe my parents this. And it's probably what makes me feel quite warm towards them is that, you know, stuff I might have blamed
0: them for, it might have been me. I was a tough one. I was a tough little nut to crack there. yeah. And, and also like a lot of the qualities that they have like you have to start thinking like well they they did something right they're still alive they're still kicking they have good work ethic you know they have uh certain charismas you know like i you know my, the, you know, my father's a fighter and you know you got to be a fighter you yeah. know you got to start leaning on the the good things you know what i mean
2: totally i yeah. mean my mother's love of um uh, of uh of, of, of books and theater and tv and yeah. film yeah. And, and all things artistic uh-huh. and and her genuine appreciation and love for people who do that, and my parents both, and my father's uh, passion about his work, he really imparted that to yeah. me. Like an That's honest good. day's work is like yeah. the best you can do in your life.
0: Yeah, and stay busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? Uh, just of, uh, on a personal level, what you know? What tools did do you, do you use you know, like day to day to 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 shut that fucking voice up? I, you know,
2: these are some some cliche names. I meditate. You know, uh, to me, exercise is a lot for that. Yeah. You know, I, if I go for a run, it's, I, I'm, it's very hard for me to be bummed out or down on myself after a run.
0: You did something. You're the proactive. endorphins. Yeah, yeah. Not,
2: but, and also the chemical thing, That it's, yeah. a, it's a
0: very healthy form of addiction right. that right. works. But like when a voice comes in your head, you know, you just did a thing you know you you just oh, did about like performing sure when you just did a scene and you get it you 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 know, okay cut and you're like oh, i'm a fucking idiot oh
2: I, listen phil stutz had a whole routine for that i i teach young actors how to deal with this yeah there's a thing called the afterburn after a scene or after an audition yeah. and yeah. it's that's when that moment where you're raw and yeah. you're ready to kill yourself yeah you uh first you, you do what's first called the principle of correction uh-huh which is uh, no, excuse me principle of validation first uh-huh. which is just what we forget to do acknowledging yourself for the good things you did yeah and not just like oh i did that moment in the scene well or yeah. that joke went well or but just i showed up i had the courage to try this yeah i put myself out there you know i you know just that uh-huh. is, is quite a we shouldn't take that for granted that we're doing a good thing there uh-huh. then then whatever you did do right, okay, I did this one, went well, okay, professionally. Then you get the principle of correction, which is, all right, I'm going to look at, I'm going to take the time now, I'm going to take 20 minutes or half an hour to really look at what I fucked up. Yeah. I blo- I dropped that line, I blew the timing on that joke, uh-huh. that wasn't particularly believable the way I did that line, and you you're allowed three times to go through it, and you try to imagine what you might do better next time, what you can learn from it, what you can take from it what is there positive to grow out of that yeah and then after that 20 minutes or half an hour is up your job, your job in life, is to let it the fuck go. You're not allowed to think about it anymore. Don't use it as a bat nope, to hit you yourself with, and preferably go reward. Like, what if you want an ice cream cone? Whatever it is, yeah. go do something kind to yourself. Go, go jerk off sadly at home. Exactly, anything, <laughs> porn, anything is good. Just leave it. Your job, is, and if you find yourself thinking about it again, as Phil yeah. would say, you're in fucking violation, and you have to fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And gotta, I practiced. I literally practiced that, uh-huh. for a month and eventually got pretty good at like take the time to look at what I did and and take twenty minutes, beat myself up, and think what I can do differently next time. And then my job is to be nice to my girlfriend and have a nice day.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, those those are very helpful. I mean, I I have to assume that like with voiceover work, you know, the, at the very least, you know, w- with The Simpsons or whatever work you're doing along those lines. I mean, you can do a bunch of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, with voiceover, you know, if you don't feel right, you're like, "Can yeah. we do another take?" Yeah. Or you know, you can do a million versions. You can improvise or whatever you can do. But when you do something like quiz show or you're on a movie set, you know, where you're really, you know, at the behest of a director, and that you, you know, there's a lot of other things going on. I, th- I imagine the stakes are much higher. Are they are. But listen, don't underestimate how much I can, the, the early days
2: of The Simpsons, I'd get so angry at myself, even though I tried it yeah. 58 different times, yeah. and just you know, as an actor, I took it as a big moment of growing up. Once I had the courage to just try it a bunch of different ways, you get sort of um, fearfully locked into this is the one right way to do the scene, and you get. And I used to really get obsessively locked into. I got to keep trying to get that perfect take, as opposed to no take's going to be perfect. Let me try it this way, this time, and that way, that time.
0: Well, and- I guess as a control freak, you know, on some level, uh, you know, being able to you know, create characters that repeat themselves, that, that, at least with the voice. Yes. You know, that's the guy. You know, once you identify, you know, the character of the voice, you right? Know, with I imagine with all the Simpson characters, you're like, well, that's in place, right? You know, like that voice, he's that guy, so that must be satisfying. That is, but then you got to, you know, each week's
2: a new script. You got to make it work in a new way, right? 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 You know, so yes, I felt comfortable that the character existed, right. yeah, and that I could, you know, recreate it faithfully if that's the <laughs> voice, whatever it is, but, <laughs> but, uh. You know, man. It took me a long time to just. Some of it might be just old age. You just get tired of. Yeah. Fighting yourself. Can you, still, you name all your
0: Simpson characters?
2: I don't think so. I can name like <laughs> the
0: top ten, I guess. You know, but I've done like. There's too many to. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. And how did that re- relationship start? I mean, I, I feel like I'm sure you've covered this stuff a million times in a, in a million different outlets. But I mean, how did if you want to talk about it? <laughs> I'm happy to talk about it. But I mean, it, it's 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 a fascinating thing for me because, like, I'm like one of my big I hate myself things is that like I've got speech impediments that that are just I can't fix them. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a rolling L. You know, S's are very difficult for me. Oh, kind of a liquid L. Yeah, because I do it for my throat. And yeah, I yeah, la la la. I go. I la, always, la, 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 I always la. thought that sounded cool, by the way. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's, it's not really an L. It's more of a kind of a ish kind of. Well, yeah. You no, know, it it's an L. My son can't say L. He can't.
2: No, he says quazy and,
0: and. Yeah, I'm close to that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a little. He'll get it. <laughs> but I, I, but like, I'm very insecure about my voice. But you seem to have this amazing instrument with it. Is it just innate, or did you work at it? Both. Uh-huh. I was definitely born with the ability, like with plastic
2: vocal cords or whatever, to yeah. mimic. My friends re- lovingly refer to me as the freakish mimic. Yeah. And I can pretty much copy a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, closely. Can you do me? I don't think so. All right, that's all right. That's no, okay. your your voice is kind of too close to my. I could if I like, took a week or two. Yeah, I probably could work but something. You, when, when
0: you do a characterization of it, do, do you find that there there is a natural? Um, almost uh, satirizing going on when you do other people's voices. Like when you do impressions, I mean, to do one perfectly like this is a difference between like, say a a Phil Hartman and a Daryl Hammond. Like, you know, Daryl Hammond does it almost perfectly. Whereas Phil seems to tweak it somehow and add a a caricature element to it. Yes. To to make it funny. And is that innate or is that, is that an instinct or is that a choice? That's
2: an interesting, I've actually never been asked that before. It's an interesting question. Um, Yeah. I think some of both. Uh, And I think it depends on the case. I think some voices I do, I'm trying to direct as impression as I can. Right. And some I'm sort of heightening for effect. And then often, you know, look, like, uh, I've talked about this stuff a lot. Most of my Simpsons voices are just bad, bad impressions of other people. Yeah. Either celebrities or people I knew. Right. But um, you do a bad impression of someone, that's a lovely original character voice. Right. So you know Chief Wiggum who talks like this that's a pretty bad Edward G. Robinson yeah. it's kind of a an
0: yeah.
2: ish ro- yeah, Edward yeah, 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 G. Robinson yeah, yeah. but it's
0: a funny character voice but it's also different enough like I would not identify that as Edward G. Robinson because you know you watch all those Warner Brothers cartoons where a guy's doing Edward G. Robinson right. because he was a cultural icon Right.
2: yours is sort of like a few removed well them. also it's so now old right. that it's new right Right. Um, and I get away with a lot of that because yeah. now I'm old so it
0: Right, so no one remembers the well, source Professor point.
2: Frank, of course you know. It's just the uh, Nutty Professor.
0: But no <laughs> right. one knows that anymore. Right, but there's a, a little more gravel to it.
2: I, well, because it's coming out through me. Right, right, right. So instead of, if I had to actually play the Nutty Professor, yeah. I'd probably spend about a month polishing it to get it exactly you know where it needs to go but for The Simpsons I don't need to it's just a character voice I mean Woody Allen used to talk about how he thought early in his career he was doing a direct Bob Hope impression (laughs) that's how he felt he was doing this coward (laughs) not right now you know that kind of thing and him he thought he was going to get busted on it he was amazed that all the reviews weren't like who is this asshole who's doing Bob Hope Hope?" (laughs) you know but it's coming out through a Woody Allen filter which is completely its own thing yeah 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 you know so a lot of
0: my voices are like that oh okay well, that makes sense. So, so like, uh, constructing voices and working within voices, I mean, that's much different than, you know, having to take all this work that you did with London and in being authentic and approaching, you know, acting roles. No, but
2: paradoxically or ironically or whatever, Lee, it made my Simpson stuff, I think, much better. Uh-huh. Because I wasn't just, even though those characters began as just kind of funny voices I was doing, I think they they deepened into being comedically funnier when I would invest myself. I remember it, 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 Mark changed my brain going, instead of like thinking about how it'd be funny to deliver this line, I'm going to imagine myself in this circumstance. Uh-huh. Like how would I deal with it? Uh-huh. And that was more important than how Chief Wiggum would say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And oh, then, okay, so you brought a lot of emotional information. That started filling things out. Like I, I, I couldn't have done like, the 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 funnier stuff i've done like like, like in the Birdcage or quiz show yeah, unless yeah. i had studied with roy yeah
0: yeah you know well that's uh, that's uh, that's amazing so now you've won a few emmys yeah you know you've you've, done, you've you, you know you've won a lot of uh, life you've doing, you're doing good but yeah by by many standards yes yeah yeah and you know what what are you still hungry for in in terms of of what 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 would make you happy at this point professionally you know i i'm
2: very ambitious and uh, you know, would love to uh, uh, be able to be at the you know, all the TV shows that I've done have pretty much failed immediately. I would have loved if one of them could have you know hit.
0: What was the one I just with uh, you did with uh, my friend Al, the, the last Al one, free, free agent, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, so this is something that. You know, like this is something I don't have a lot of experience with because you know I don't I, I don't work in television that much and it, you know my show is going to be on. This is the first thing I've ever done that's going to happen next month. So I saw I, your
2: pilot, by the way.
0: You did? I did. It was oh, very good. Oh, thanks. I man. really enjoyed it. The one with Dave Foley? No. The uh oh, the presentation the with Ken, Ed oh, Asner pre- with Ken? Yeah, Ken Jong. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. That was the presentation. Yeah. Oh, okay. But oh, you liked it? Good. I that's, did. That's nice to hear. Yeah. How did you
2: see that? Because. um the I'm um, getting hopefully getting one of the things I'd like to do is I'm yeah. um, getting this movie going with Funny or die. Oh, yeah, yeah Is't it yeah, yeah. an amazing thing, by the way? Like it is It's, it's awesome it's, that it's, you it's can do edged sword.: Well, it is, <laughs> yeah. but it's incredibly cool. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. that you can do that. You're doing what we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that you created this, and yeah. that's because there was another place to go. Yeah. yeah. And I have felt some frustration like that in yeah. my career. Yeah. And you know, I had a bunch of characters. And I went to Funny or Die one day and pitched, like, seven of them. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, well, let's do that one. Mm-hmm. And we made this little short that, you know, that they finance, because that's what they do. Yeah. And it got popular. Yeah. And, now, and now they're, you know, making small films, and we're going to most likely make one. We're really close to making one.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
2: So it's about a baseball announcer, a guy, kind of an old-school baseball announcer, who yeah. talks guys who talks like this. Uh-huh. His name was Jim Brackmeyer. <laughs> and uh, he has some personal <laughs> problems. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's um
0: but in in all those problems I'm assuming he doesn't change his voice.
2: No, no. His yeah. voice stays like this. <laughs> and uh yeah. I found it really funny the idea of a guy who talks like this in extreme circumstances <laughs> like what if he has to go on the air drunk cuz he just saw his wife fucking a guy. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of gets away from him on the air. That's yeah. kind of the premise of the short. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, what if he's really wasted? yeah, how does is he still like this? Yeah. you know, like, man, oh man, I am seeing colors. I'll yeah. tell you that right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. an after image on my hand, <laughs> effed up, but um, anyway, yeah, so uh, the ability that i mean that's been. Uh, the ability to be able to do that has been like kind of a dream. It's exciting, it yeah, is.
0: because like you know, it's all in your own terms, and you know, people are going to take, they're going to come to it the way they're going to come to it, and you know, there's none of that weird pressure and people saying, oh, you can't do that, or you got to do this, or we need right. more of this guy. But when, yeah, I, I guess, my question was, uh, I was trying to figure out how you got my pilot, and then we started. Oh, story. oh, I'm sorry. One of the guys
2: we're considering directing. Oh, Luke, the the movie. Yes, Luke. yeah, 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 he's great. So we're going to meet with him soon, and we we
0: so we took a look at that. Yeah, he's a good guy. He do, he did four of the series too. This. Oh he did. Yeah, yeah. They, that's going to they're starting up soon. Uh yeah, he's great. He's great. I can recommend him. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I I know Rob Cohn for a long time Rob's too, great too. And I haven't seen any of your episodes he directed, but he directed two and uh, you know it's, I think it's uh, that's what he wants to do now. It's new yeah. to him, but he's he's very great to work with. He's great. uh you know the difference between the two is you know um Luke is, you know, he works fast, he has a plan, mm-hmm. uh and you know he's he's very efficient. And he's got a good sense of comedy, and uh, and you know things move pretty quickly. You know, I think uh, Rob, as a director, is you know has been in the comedy community for years. Yeah. So you know he's got a plan. He'll shoot some. Uh, he'll shoot some stuff. He'll get your coverage, but then he'll go like, or right, I just let's just fuck around for. It. Let's do a couple takes. Right. Where you push it. Right. And so he left uh, that option. Did you like one way more than the other? Well, you know the weird thing about pushing it. Is that uh, you know? I think in the big process, as long as you have some control over the process, which you do. I mean, you don't want to push one and then go like, "I didn't like that one," and everyone's like, "But we all liked it." Right, and right You're like, right. "Yeah, but I don't want it in there." I don't know. We all liked it. Right. And then you got to deal with that. Yeah. You know, so it's really up to you know how much. Are, really are these have.
2: really? Are they sort of loosely scripted or very specific? No, they're scripted. scripted? Yeah, they're, and you pretty much stick to them. And yeah.
0: Are you writing them? I assume you. Yeah, we. Uh, they're all based on my life and. uh and what what it is now, there's, you know, a podcast element in yeah, it, yeah. and all the stories are sort of pulled from my life. But we, you know, there were four of us, and we did script them. Okay. You know, some of the, you know, the people playing themselves, like Ken did, there's right. one of those in every episode. Those are a little looser, but the stories, you know, were pretty scripted. Yeah. Okay. It was my my first time really acting, so it was kind of. Oh, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In any real way. Right. Yeah, I've been in a couple of things here and there, but I had to show up and be me. Uh, you know, for that. Right. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting. It's weird, find. isn't it? Well, yeah, because I'm not a trained guy, but I, you know, I, I can be present. Right. You know, I'm not, like, I, I do have that ability. Which I wouldn't I, have known that you hadn't acted a lot. You did. Oh, really? Yeah, you did very well. Well, thank you. I think it's about being present,
2: right? Yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> yes, which is hard to do. <laughs>
0: right. In, Either in you have that way. ability or you don't. Yeah. And I, I think I did. You, you know, I don't know. It, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, like, what I was going to ask you, though, in dealing with something like... um the 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 last series uh oh yeah, yeah. Free, agents. free agents it was the, called. now yeah. this was it was your idea your show
2: no oh there was a casting it, yeah they came to me and i liked it i really liked john enbaum the guy who was going to be running it yeah and he did a great you ever see a show called party down
0: oh yeah 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 he did that like all of sure, those shows sure, yeah. And yeah. i really liked that show. yeah i liked his voice a lot so in retrospect what do you see how did something like that fall apart or or or, or lose its way you know, that look, most of the other shows that I had that failed, I was kind of glad by the time they
2: failed because I felt like we didn't really get it. Which ones are you talking about? Oh, um, a show that I did that I think was called Imagine That for yeah. NBC like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, a show way, like, I don't know, almost 20 years ago right. called If Not For You, this little romantic comedy thing for CBS. Right. By the time, I, I felt so like... Huff did all right, though, right? Well, Huff, I was I was proud of and glad of, and that was your show. No, again, I, mean, I had a lot. I did produce it and I had right. a lot to say about right. it. But again, they came to me and and uh-huh. uh, but you know it gets really hard. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this. I don't know if you've gone down this road, but when you work with a, a a writer, right, and you're trying to sort out, you know, tone and and agree on what it should be, it can be it can be rough. Right, and uh, I've had a lot of tough experiences with that, with the creators. Yes, even when it's come out well, right? You know, it's still like certainly on Huff, Bob Lowry and I, we really had a hard time with each other. We we sorted it out, but it was um, it's tough, man. It's, but you both your babies, right? And you're like, and who's gonna right? Um, and. and uh, but that show I really, I liked and, 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 and uh, was kind of sad when it stopped, although it was so hard to make, Huff. It yeah. was like heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching and a lot of hours. And yeah. It's hard to be that bummed when they, especially when you have the Simpsons job, Yeah, where like you can just go kind of kid around for two hours yeah. and they pay you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Free Agents, it was hard work. Uh, but I, I thought we were doing. I, I thought that was good. I yeah. was kind. I think they made a mistake pulling that show so quickly.
0: Well, they get a lot of times. They don't give like you know. You had a lot of a lot of talent down there. Yeah, and a lot of comedy talent. And I think like you know an an ensemble either has to you, you got to give it time. To everyone, get their rhythms, yeah, and and pop it, or they sometimes they just don't give it that time. They don't, and for whatever political or logistical reason, I mean, our ratings weren't good, but no, ra- no ratings are good on NBC
2: yeah, right now. Know what the
0: hell, how do you judge ratings in a media landscape where you know a, a two is great? <laughs> exactly, a <laughs> two is amazing. Right? Uh, oh, we got the numbers now,
2: by the way, that we got then, we'd we'd be
0: considered almost a hit. Yeah, even in one year later, two years later. So. I can't imagine the heartbreaks. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I avoided you know even getting involved in that machine I've always been sort of uh, you know a definitive kind of personality uh but like I never did the whole kind of audition thing or the yeah. several deal thing it was never offered to me right but I mean the heartbreak of it all I, I don't know how you, uh, you know, accommodate that after a certain point you you know like I my little cute spiel about how you deal with audition sure same thing
2: you approach I to me I had to approach it in a sort of programmatic I'm going to, like, approach this like a Jedi exercise that's going to take frickin' practice and take a no and build from there and take what I can and, you know, it's just like, or else you go bananas. Yeah, you just go
0: nuts. Yeah, you just turn into a cynical, bitter, weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, which listen, I can go down that road still. <laughs> yeah, easily. Just I make... have days where that side wins. You
0: should just make that a character. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fuck everybody. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, I I relate. I've been in. Play... Yeah. I've I've
0: phases like that. Yeah, for sure. And we have a common friend in, in Greg barrent Yes. And uh you guys were working on something. What What's the status of that? That's pretty much dead, sadly. Yeah. No. It sounded interesting.
2: I thought it was really it was a lot about these issues we're talking about yeah. today, yeah. And I we tried to put that into uh, a sort of alternative series, uh huh. And they were interested, and then I guess they just didn't like our script enough. Huh. That was you HBO. Know? It was a Who does uh, who does Breaking Bad? Oh, AMC. AMC. Uh huh. It was at AMC. And what was the what was the 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 setting? It was like a, a Seth MacFarlane type guy. Yeah. Uh, who I would play. Yeah. Um who's got this hugely successful cartoon show and these characters in it who um, wakes up one day... I oh, got a book due. He's going to like write a coffee table book about right. the show because yeah, yeah. he's such a control freak, hasn't farmed it out, and he's yeah, got yeah. a week to go before the deadline. Right. And um, uh, he has been sober for a long time uh-huh. and he has dental work that night takes a bunch of vicodin mm-hmm. and sort of at white heat mm-hmm. kind of gets to writing the coffee table book right which is a blurb about each character and yeah but this whole instead he writes this crazy manifesto and kind of vomits out whatever char- every character really means to them yeah. and him and who they are in his life like you know whatever i forget the names of the characters we had like but ozzy the octopus is my mom and here's why and you know eddie the anchor is is my dad and here's why yeah writes this whole crazy you know tell-all basically about his life as seen through who these characters are Uh and uh then has to sort of and his editor's like what's the matter with you i can't publish this right and also if i did what are you going to do you're going to just like out everyone in your life who you love and you, you're gonna go you're just gonna let the book just hit them like a tsunami you're gonna go tell them what you really think of all them. Yeah so he has to go to he wants the book to come out so he has to go to each person in his life and tell them look, a book's coming out and here's kind of what I really think of you. You know, here's why you're this character. Yeah. And that was it. That's the premise.
0: Was there there animated
2: elements? Yes. There'd be like a a minute or two of animation a week where you see the character in action from the show. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of see him dealing with-
0: Oh, that sounds great.
2: It was interesting.
0: Yeah. They just didn't want to risk it or-
2: I think they just ultimately didn't like what we did with it. They just, it wasn't their cup of tea in the end. We took, you know, some notes from them and then we we delivered something back and they were like, yeah, we don't think you guys cracked it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a horrible moment. It
2: was took you know, Greg and I felt bad because Greg, I work with Jerry Stahl in it too. And oh,
0: he's a good friend of mine.
2: They, they, they gave me a long. We worked for a long time on this thing. Yeah. I mean, we, they really gave me a lot of time, yeah. and then to just have it kind of go.
0: Nope. Yeah, I know. it's worse for them. Yeah, Jerry's a machine, man. He'll fucking churn. He, he stuff, did, and he churn, did. Like you know, you get you like here's the idea, and like you'll get like a fifty pages from Jerry. You're like, what? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He's, he was amazing. Well.
2: Good to talk to you. You too. You my feel pleasure. good about it all? I feel good. I think yeah. we covered a lot. Yeah? Um, I think we helped you a lot. I feel did that we- Did we help you at all? Uh, yes, I got a lot off my chest. It was-
0: It uh... <laughs> did it. <laughs> you're saying you feel- Was I too self-involved? Did I make it too much about me? I thought it was good. No, no, I was just kidding. Oh. <laughs> that was a completely frivolous comment. Yeah, yeah now I'm going to walk out of here going, what the fuck did he? <laughs> No, no, <Okay>. no. <laughs> well, thanks for doing it, and um, and well, uh, good luck with the kid. Oh, thank you. And everything else, you, it sounds like you're doing well.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty happy. All right.
0: That's it, folks. Uh, I don't know if you knew Hank, but uh, you know him now. And I, and I thought that was a great talk. Let's recap. Go to wtfpod.com. Check in with all my uh, upcoming book events in, in May. Please watch my show, Marin uh, premieres this Friday, May third, uh, at ten o'clock, uh, and uh, on IFC. Uh, pick up the book. I'll be in Milwaukee at the PAPS Theater on May 4th. That'll be a good show. And I can quite honestly tell you that you can count on me getting back to my normal, sort of slightly aggravated, uh, self-critical self shortly. I feel, that, I feel that upon us. I feel it might be coming back. Uh, so, so you can look forward to that. And also look forward to three shows this week. On Wednesday, the Live from Vancouver show. And on Friday, uh, I'll be back here with uh, Huey Lewis Stern, Wednesday. Fallon tomorrow night. I, you know, all right. I'm getting tired of myself promoting myself. Boomer lives.